Hi, I'd like to take this moment and welcome you to the Parent Empowerment Half an Hour. That's what I'm going to call the show forever because it is empowering to understand just where you are and just what you're entitled to. We should not pretend that public education is not compulsory, meaning that tax dollars flow that way. And therefore, we have an obligation to participate in the process because it's supposed to enable us to become independent, so to speak. And as black people, I really don't understand. I know that we don't understand our ability to empower ourselves to benefit from this program because truly, We have just been bamboozled. I mean, it is crazy to think that every day a child can get up to go to school only to be reminded that they are not learning and they are not benefiting. And then to claim that they have so much concern over mental health when they don't address mental health as they are not addressing failure. The insane part of all of this is that under special education law, there's a requirement to address the needs of children who fail to transition to any task that is expected by the way of promoting oneself through the journey of public education. And I guess I just have to talk about this like, you know, you don't get it because they are consistently underfunding situations of education or services for children who are generating the dollars. And then they say if they run out of money, well, that's okay too. Well, let me just tell you, it's not okay. It's not okay to have a district which claims to be a district to support all of the children yet has not organized itself in which a manner in which it can provide support to all of the children. And that's just real. What should I say about a local school district that doesn't have a plan to deal with Section 11-1413A and the policies and procedures around the unformed plan affect children's ability to, you know, benefit. And so as they feel that they don't have an obligation, and I'm telling you, under IDEA section 1413A, it says that the district has an obligation to, you know, you know, create a plan. And under the plan, which is supposed to be a free and appropriate public education. It's a policy that the local LEA is offering available to all children residing within their boundaries, ages 3 to 21, inclusive practices regarding and for children with disabilities also, and that children would have access to an individual educational plan with all of the full educational opportunity and rights and simply 
under child fine. You know, that is a is a regulation that's under the federal government. Child fine and least restrictive is also a regulation under the federal government. So is procedural safeguards and so is assessments, annual assessments. And come on now. I mean, a district is supposed to comply with the public law of Section 504 under, you know, under public law. But, you know, the mere fact that we're not, we don't have the ability to demand accountability from these folks who are operating public schools in a state because the state has rights. I would just like to remind you that humans have rights also. And human beings have rights not to fail. And that's just real. Humans have a right to expect the maintenance of effort. And what does that look like? Well, I can tell you. It looks like people working together to ensure that there is a free and appropriate public education provided to all children within the boundaries of any state. And as California and Nevada are basically the same when it comes to ensuring that the law has been applied and that all children have access to Section 504 under public law. I mean, you know, there's penal codes and there's there's just so much to understand when a state cannot provide access, then it's putting children in more restrictive placements. And, you know, you have a right to be in a placement that is the least restrictive, meaning that you have a right to measure the benefit and the quality of education matters. And it just does matter because if you don't learn to read and write before the third grade, They are creating prison beds. And I can tell you, they are most comfortable in creating situations of, of what, what can I call this? Continued support from their system as it is creating more poverty and not creating avenues of upward boundness, I'll say. How unfortunate that the fight And the struggle is still about freedom. After all of these years, we're still talking about the right to life and the right to human dignity for African Americans living within the boundaries and the shores of America. And for whatever reason, people are targeting African-Americans who have made it and simply they have no obligation to ensure that their rights to citizenships is even followed, basically. They violate human rights of African-Americans simply because they can, because there's no penalties that are afforded to the system when they're violating these people's rights. 
because they don't see them as human beings. And that's so unfortunate. What should I say? That's why, you know, believe me when I say that I understand what power is. And power is just merely the ability to articulate a lesson learned to ensure that hopefully by your in willingness to engage in the process that you somehow affect the process and prohibit it from oppressing additional American citizens. You know, as an American citizen, you really do have power. As an American living in America, you have the right to live within your humble abode. You also have a right to pay attention to specific policies and rules of governance. But when you choose not to pay attention to policies and rules of governance that are affecting people like you, well, then I question. I question what's been successful is the destruction of a race within a culture and a culture within a state and a state within a nation because the destruction comes from the inability to ensure that access is provided to all people. And as Americans, we should really question the lack of quality and engagement and the lack of outcomes in the public school system. And merely because the fact of the matter is, is that we lack the ability to question and monitor the outcomes. And this is 2020. And quite frankly, in 2020, I would have thought that we as a nation could have overcome, you know, the ability to just look out for oneself. But oh no, because we realized that perhaps some people we're just never going to be qualified to be ruling over other people. And that's really was not the intent. But when you create a situation where people can't pass through or go through a process, but everybody has to pay, well, that's just so unfortunate. Because I believe that as an American citizen, you have an obligation that if you understand the practice, and the evolution of laws and regulations that have happened over the years, that we have an obligation to ensure that those laws and those practices are in place to benefit local communities, not tear them apart. And as uh, Dr. Rogers said, Pastor Rogers said in the meeting that things were happening that basically... Let's see, how can I say that? Uh, We're destroying the community. And that was all based on the underfunding of local services. Because simply when a program gets underfunded, then they... And how they underfund things here. Believe me. Things are underfunded by 
the lack of quality individuals or skilled professionals working towards a goal or a benefit of children. So I'm going to say that there's really no foundational support created at the local sites where those children are attending, where high poverty circumstances affect all children. That's what we need to pay attention to. If we're making adequate yearly progress, AYP, because it is really a phase. I mean, it's not a phase. I mean, it's it's just uh, the acronyms, you know, that they use. They use so many different acronyms in public education, but all the acronyms that are used are utilized to demonstrate the maintenance of effort to ensure that all children are being given access. And I can tell you that, you know, for whatever reason and however this has happened, the real issue is is that so many people don't have the ability to benefit simply because they're not being brought along. What's actually happening is, is that when children get stuck and children are in positions of below basic, not meeting the adequate yearly progress, well, whatever, that they're getting in situations where they're being seen as at risk of not graduating. And then they're just put on this lower track. How does that work? I mean, we're all supposed to be receiving access to the same quality of education or same level, but it can't be the same level simply because they have five different diplomas and five different types of diplomas. So you never know which school is doing what. And because we do have schools and they have STEM programs and they have AP programs and they have all types of programs that actually happen within, uh, I'll just say it, within a state. And we have, you know, Catholic schools and private schools. We have alternative schools. We have, you know, magnet schools. And then we have just general placement. Well, the children in general placement are just getting generally screwed because really uh, those children are seen to be so far below basic that nobody was bothering to collect information in regards to the benefit of public education. So when COVID hit, kind of like, oh, well, there are some people that we don't even know where those people are anymore. And we don't even know if they are still in the state. And quite frankly, even if they are, we do not have a way to ensure that access is happening for all children. So, good morning. It's another day, a new day, a new dawn. And the reality is that we're still living in America and we are still Americans as it stands. And what does that look like for individuals living in America? I'll tell you. It's an amazing journey if you're willing to take the ride. Because quite frankly, you do have to be willing to take the ride. What am I talking about when I say take the ride, right? Truly, I understand what I'm talking about. And I also understand that you may not. 
the reality is is that America is a country in which we all have responsibility to ensure that access happens for all of us. Huh? You say, what does that look like? I'm doing mine. I'm raising my children. You know, enough is enough. Well, for some people, enough is not enough because you have to realize that there are people that volunteer their time to ensure that access happens for the public school system. And maybe their views don't just basically line up with your point of view. It doesn't matter because they're the ones that chose to stand up and they're the ones that are representing your interests. We live under a system of local control. So we also need to be living under a system of local accountability, which is not true. Truly, not here in the state of Nevada. I've never seen anything so dysfunctional in regards to education as I've seen here. But what's worse is that most people don't understand the minimal obligation of a state to provide a public education is to modify one's behavior. So if a whole community has accepted little or no outcomes from the maintenance of effort for the public service, well, I'll tell you, that is something that is just not happening. And to understand public education from the point of view that we were integrated into the system as African-Americans, because yes, I'm a black woman. But the reality is, is that black people have not always been invited to participate. And then of course they needed so much more time to integrate or to get rid of these feelings of negativity, of being having not having the ability to invest in all children. Because what does that look like? I tell you what it looks like to me. It looks like chaos. Truly, looking at the the American education system, I'm telling you, it's the best thing in the world. And for whatever reason, my time is not moving, so I'm going to have to stop this recording and start it again.